You're listening to I Got That One. Presented by Tom and Yvonne. Hello, and welcome to University Challenge. Okay, where are you going with this? It is my honor mm-hmm. to be your host. We have been uh, in chaos for so long. Right. It is now for us to have unity and strength. Is this about Paxbot? No. Okay. I'm... <laughs> this is about Rishibot. Right. <laughs> okay, well, sign of the times. Yes, for those who um, have not been paying attention to uh, the very tumultuous events in British politics, we have uh, somehow managed to get someone with inverse charisma into the premiership. <laughs> Maybe it's just the way he read that statement. But why choose that statement of all things? Like, why do you want to come across as some cyborg? <laughs> I, you know, you need to have some kind of show building. That's how... Johnson got to where he was. Yeah, well, he wasn't technically elected by the people. You know, you raise a fair point. Yeah, he doesn't need to be showy and flashy. And hey, say what you want. At least he proves that, uh, you know, with some, uh, you know, hard work, a bit of luck and, you know, unfathomable wealth, you too could become the next unelected uh, prime minister of South Asian descent. Indeed, indeed. Well, this is not a British politics podcast. It's actually, in case you think you were lost... A University Challenge podcast. I got that one, to be exact. Indeed, as opposed to the other um, The other University uni- Challenge uh, fan podcast. competitors. Yes, all those, those snide little so-and-sos. <laughs> so this week we saw Oriel Oxford versus Christ's Cambridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was yet another cracker of a match. Very close final score. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, that kept us at the edge of our seats, for sure. Absolutely. And I think this is our first Oxbridge grudge match I think of so. the season. I think so, yes. Which is interesting because I felt like we would have a bit more because there's usually quite a few uh, of those uh, colleges taking part. Yeah, I guess they've just been a bit more distributed. Yeah, either they're more distributed or they're trying to make sure that they don't have those grudge matches so early on <laughs> because I guess it's a bit boring for other people. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But at least um, it was uh, warranted because it mm-hmm. was, as you said, a very close match. Yeah. Real nail-biter at the end. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we thought we were going to get another sudden death. I mean, a girl can hope. At a certain point, it did feel like we were going to get there because, <laughs> um, yeah, um, it was really down to the wire almost. Yeah. It had everything you want. It had, you know, level characters, mm-hmm. some interesting uh, reasoning. Great looks. Yes. Mm-hmm. A big gap that was... Sl- Really eaten into by an amazing comeback. Yeah, comeback story for sure. Yeah, I mean, not the comeback story of the series for mm-hmm, sure. No. I would say that, um, you know, uh, Bristol very nearly cinched down the first episode. I think so, yeah. That, that, was, that was amazing to see. Absolutely. Um, but nonetheless, super entertaining. Super entertaining. Um, I thought that the disciplines were, well, both teams, you can see that the, the scores were very close because they were both, I think, equally balanced mm-hmm. team. On the Oriel side, you had, uh, you know, medicine, physics, philosophy, engineering, and history. On the Christ side, again, English, metallurgy, natural sciences, intellectual history, which is, again, uh, if someone can tell us what intellectual history is all about, we would love to know. Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting one because mm. I'm sure that it goes deeper than just, you know, um, history of uh, smart peoples. So the history of scholarship, the history of scholarliness, 
of in, in the development of knowledge somehow? I don't know. That sounds like just pure epistemology, which... Um, well, but then it's the history of... The history of epistemology, maybe. Mm. Oof, I mean, you know, uh, props to Wright for taking on such an incredible major. Uh, I would definitely have... Um, struggled immensely with that one <laughs> well i don't know i think you might have done pretty well but yeah right if you're listening please uh, feel free to drop us a message tell us all about what you study we're very interested absolutely i was also personally very happy to see a malaysian on the oriel side uh, yes Chong. so I, i'm always happy being a singaporean myself it's very nice to see people from uh, southeast asia particularly singapore or malaysia uh, competing yeah, and I have to say, um, in the very beginning, it looked like we had our new Max in the form of Chong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was uh, definitely very good in the first few buzzes. Yeah, he. I think the first two starters for Oriel came from uh, Chong. Mm-hmm. And I think he had a few others um, as well. Indeed. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But I feel like everyone pulled their weight on both teams. I Well, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, even though, for example... Uh, Martins uh, didn't uh, buzz as much. You could hear that she was very critical in the bonuses. Yeah, and I was going to say that I actually enjoyed watching Oriel confer. Just because uh, for, for Marchant in particular, I thought she had really great deductive reasoning. Mm. I loved how she would kind of take the question, narrow it down to a few core elements, and then pick, apart, pick out an answer from there. And, and most of the time it was correct. So actually that was really fun to see her kind of exploring that. It's great. And this is the best result of having mics uh, for the uh, yeah. contestants. Yeah. I really hope that um, even when they finally remove the Perspect uh, glasses and maybe relax those uh, restrictions a little bit, mm-hmm. I hope that they keep the microphones mm-hmm. because it really helps us get into the mindset of these teams. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I think also just having those earpieces definitely helps with the conferring. Yeah. Because especially, you know, some who might be slightly softer spoken and maybe on the edge, where they are not quite in, in the view of the, the captain. Mm-hmm. I think this is a definite boon. So yeah. I really hope they keep that going. Yeah, me, me too. I think it's really fun to see. And then you get to kind of find out a little bit more about the players as well, kind of who they are, what they bring to the table. So that was fun. Yeah. And you also get, you know, wonderful moments where, you mm-hmm. know, Lamb getting increasingly kind of like, please listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, from the previous matches. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yes, um, other than that, I guess, uh, talking about, uh, performances, this is such an equal performance on both sides. Yeah. I can't really say who was stronger, who was weaker, because they both had moments where they're very aggressive on the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Both had moments where they really hit their stride and bonuses. Mm-hmm. Both had times where they weren't quite so, um, Yeah, it was interesting because with, with Oriel, I think more of the team, uh, came in on starter questions, whereas with Christ, I feel like there were fewer people there, mm. but they meant they won in the end with the score of 150. Um, but I think with, with Oriel, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that what got them far was the fact that most of the team buzzed in. They had really good conferring. But I think what happened was with, with Christ was that um, they were lagging behind and then something happened and then they stormed ahead. So it was like pure determination, I think, supporting them at the end. Also. In terms of what, something uh, changed, I think mainly Talbot woke up and really yeah. started pressing that buzzer as if his life depended on it. Yeah, you could definitely see, yeah, Christ maybe were a little bit sleepy at the beginning uh, and then they woke up to us, like just what you said. Yeah, I mean, we've had uh, teams that have gone on to win University Challenge who were a bit slow to begin with. Yeah. Especially the Imperial team of last year. Mm-hmm. Especially in the first couple of matches, it felt like they took a little bit of warming up before yeah. they got going. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see if they're that's... playing the long game, maybe. Maybe they're playing the long game, or maybe it's just, you know, uh, first match jitters, which mm-hmm. happens to the best of everyone. <laughs> um, I'm glad you said jitters. Yes. Thank you, Yvonne, <laughs> for that very puerile interjection. 
Um, my pleasure. It's what I do. <laughs> no, this is my job, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do can play at that game. Sure, fine. Anyway, uh, I think I completely lost the plot. What was I saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's going to be tricky to really pick up all the team's performances other than just they felt very balanced. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately... Um, uh, you see, stats has not uh, had a chance to compel stats because we're recording this, I think, minutes after the end of the match. Yeah, and we can't record tomorrow night because of personal commitment, so we have to do it today. Which means, unfortunately, we don't have, uh, we won't be having stats corner. Indeed, but we will have a special sub segment where mm. we will talk, have a bit more of a reflection. Yes, about the season so far. Hope we have teased you sufficiently to stay on. Mm-hmm. I hope you're excited about what's to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to move into some questions? Yeah, speaking of excited, mm. I have to say that uh, geography nerds out there must have been so happy in the first half. Yes. Because there were at least three questions that were at the very least tangentially related to uh, geography. Well, first half, I was thinking also in the second half, no? There yeah, there were, were a few quite questions a few. on UK geography that definitely came up again. Yeah, I like the one especially about uh, capitals above the highs of Ben Nevis. Yes. Because there was some that I didn't know. Like, I didn't know that Santa Fe was that high up. Mm-hmm. That's incredible, yeah. Yeah, and also it's the oldest state capital, mm-hmm. which is interesting because 1610 is an important date because that's before, I think, even Virginia became an actual state. Oh, fascinating. So, yeah, this goes to show that, um, yeah, the Spanish got there first. Yeah, and, I mean, some other interesting things. Um, you'd be surprised to know that... Uh, for example, Minneapolis is north of Toronto. Um, states like Vermont, Maine, New Brunswick, also north of Toronto, Canada. You know, at first I was going to be surprised, but then having been to Minneapolis mm-hmm. and looking at it on a map, I'm not surprised because of the way that, um, you know, Ontario kind of like sticks down, deep into yeah. uh, the uh, Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. It's actually not that surprising. Yeah, so some, sometimes this happens. We don't really expect countries, we expect borders to be a lot neater than they are, I guess. Yeah, I think even Detroit is almost on the same parallel as uh, In Toronto. In fact, yes, I think that's true. And I think that people actually um, drive kind of out of um, Detroit and then they end up in Canada by mistake and then they just get stuck there. I, oh, think, really? I think that happens a lot more than... <laughs> Uh, we realize. Well, I mean, um, I think they didn't make a mistake by trying to leave Detroit. Um, <laughs> although, actually, it's uh, recovering kind of nowadays. Yeah, well. Uh, other than that... Um, I, I have to say I like the uh, Lil Nas X round, not least because it's always fun to hear Paxman say things like Lil Nas X and Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't read out any of the lyrics because <laughs> that would have been quite something. It would have been. I think the show would have been censored a bit. Yeah. And, you know, hey, reference to Panini, which... Mm-hmm. Um, Again, Marchand's ex- excellent deductive reasoning skills. What did I say? Yeah, even though she did say it can't possibly be Panini. And yeah. then it was Panini. <laughs> All right. Just shoot your shot, I guess. Yeah. And also, it reminded me of the existence of the movie Call Me By Your Name, which mm-hmm. uh, I have mixed feelings about. Yeah, which rightfully, I think, you should have. <laughs> yes. Um, if you are a fan of the movie, then I guess good for you. But um, Stop listening to us now. We're kidding. We're kidding. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, maybe you should uh, kind of think about why you enjoy it so much. Yes. Well, Let's just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I liked both of the picture rounds. Yeah. The first one, which was uh, the part of a neuron cell. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, that was fascinating because I didn't realize how different it was from a 
base mark. It has to be fairly different from a base uh, cell structure. Mm-hmm. It has so many different uh, parts. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it makes sense because neurons are responsible for various connections in the brain. And so it, it makes sense that they have all these spindly bits. <laughs> spindly bits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, as you can tell. <laughs> I'm, I, I think you'll find that they're called the dendra, Yvonne. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Well, you should apologize <laughs> to the um, Oriole team. <laughs> but... And then the second picture round about the films, film yes, stills. I like that one because we've had, you know, film stills before, but this was because they were movies dealing with infidelity, but mm-hmm. it was during the Hayes Code period, mm-hmm. where if you're not familiar, was when they were extremely uh, kind of um, oppressive on what was allowed and to be shown. Conservative, yeah. Especially on, yeah, anything to do with sex, anything to do with swearing. Mm. So you really had to kind of push the envelope Imply. of what you were implying um, yeah. in that era of uh, Which I film. think sometimes makes it more exciting. And I think that kind of makes people more interested to see these films, just because sometimes sexual tension is, is much more interesting than actual sex. Yeah, I mean, I commented, but the sexual tension just from those stills was oof, so palpable. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anything that kind of charged in mm-hmm. recent cinema. Yeah. At least not in mainstream cinema. <laughs> cinema. Yes. I got I got so aflutter I forgot yeah, how to I say know. cinema. You got all that tension got to you. Indeed. Um also I'm of course glad that we didn't have another classical music round. Yes, it was well pop music with classical orchestration. Which I would argue is the best kind of pop music. Mm-hmm. You know, just unnecessary number of strings really add something. Rock music would have been an interesting um round. Because of just the heavy influences from classical music, right? Yeah. Well, metal, rock, heavy rock. Yeah, for sure. Trying to think of one off the top of my head, but the only one I can think of is a um, System of a Down song, Mm -hmm. which didn't have orchestration, but the music video had them playing with an orchestra for Mm -hmm. reasons. Sure. Um, Anyway, uh, let me get out of this weird train of thought because Mm -hmm. it's taking me nowhere. So if there are no more favorite questions, um, we would normally go into Stats Corner. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, because of recording this before that uh, Stats are released, we're going to do a super special sub-segment. Indeed. If you don't like the sub-segment, you can blame uh, the National Rugby League for daring to have the <laughs> World Cup uh, at this time. Indeed. How, how dare they mess with the university challenge? How dare sports teams do stuff? <laughs> But uh, yes, this special, we're going to reflect on the teams we have seen perform thus far. Mm -hmm. And, excuse me, have a think about uh, which ones do we think so far have what it takes to get going. Mm -hmm. Of the losers, which ones are we most likely to see come back? Mm -hmm. And what do we think their chances are of uh, getting through the best scoring losers? Mm -hmm. And maybe kind of say the state of where the next Sativ teams have to be to, you know, have a chance. Mm -hmm. So I have to say um, that I really enjoyed the Durham versus Bristol. That is still not just my favourite of this season, yeah. but I think of every University Challenge match I've seen, mm-hmm. this has been my, this was my favourite. Mm-hmm. It had everything. It had high scores. It had intense buzzing. No incorrect interruptions, especially, yeah. which yeah. was mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Durham obviously won by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. and um, I'd love to see them again, really. Considering it was one of the highest scoring matches of the season thus far, that is mm-hmm. truly incredible. It was 190 to 180, I think. Yeah. 
Something along those lines. Something along, yeah. But that also means that we are very likely to see Bristol again. Yes. And I think that whoever faces them in the best growing losers are going to have their work cut out for them. Absolutely. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing Cardiff. I think they are one of the highest scoring we've seen so far with the final of 230. That is true. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Cardiff did have maybe a slightly easier go of things than the Durham team did. Yes. But that's not to diminish the fact that they are a very talented team. Mm-hmm. And I'm always rooting for uh, non-English universities to make it far. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, say, Cardiff against Durham, for example. How would the tables turn in that scenario? Indeed. That would be a fact. If I'm, ever. <laughs> I would suspect that they wouldn't make that match. Because mm. I think the producers try their best to kind of uh, make it so that the really big matches happen in the quarterfinals. Yeah, so I, I think both of these teams um, have a strong chance of making it to, yeah, the quarters, maybe even the semis. We still mm. have about half of the remaining teams left to see. But I think these two so far, um, I my money's on them. For sure. And in terms of um, other best-scoring losers... Mm-hmm. So currently, um, the team that's still going to the best growing losers mm-hmm. at the lowest bracket is Gonfalon Keys at 120. Yes, indeed. Now, I would really like to see them come back because mm-hmm. I think that that was a team that had quite a good potential and mm-hmm. just, I think, um, something didn't quite work out with the bonuses. Mm-hmm. Plus also the fact that St. Andrews was really dominant. Yeah, I think one. they were, they were really very uh, solid team. Mm. Um, they were really good, very, distinct individual strengths I think um, they just maybe could have come together a bit better as a team but that's a matter of practice uh, I definitely think they could improve it next time for sure mm. although I don't know um, it's unlikely that they're going to stay there unless uh, we have fairly low scores uh, from here onwards well yeah I mean uh, if you look at some of the other teams we had, we've had Cranfield uh, Glasgow Coventry for example Sheffield all uh, sub 110 Mm-hmm. Or like 110 or less. So, um, so far, I think 130, 120 is looking fairly safe for the moment. But then again, we've got about six, I think, six matches to go. So anything could happen, really. Absolutely. Um, currently, the highest scoring uh, losers are Bristol, Sheffield, Confident Keys, we mentioned, mm-hmm. and now Oriel. Yeah. So it could be these four. It could completely change yeah. in the future. We don't know. Also, uh, just to point out, uh, right side team are still maintaining their streak. <laughs> that's true. That's that is true. truly incredible. There's some juju going on. Yes, yeah, so- something uh, sus is happening. Mm-hmm. Well, on that note, yes, um, shall we move into our most popular segment? Yes. Now, as mentioned, we have literally just started recording. Mm-hmm. So uh, the popular vote is still happening. It's um, only half an hour old. But so far, it's looking very balanced. How many votes have we gotten? We've had 17 so far, Mm -hmm. including a couple of retreats. Hopefully, that will get us a bit more eyes. So who's winning? Uh, I am not going to say, because right. I think that's going to skew... Uh, that indeed, that will skew the results, and we shall not. So keep an eye on our Twitter, where I got that one, if you want to contribute. Well, this will be out tomorrow, so it's, it'll probably be done by then. So Well, it depends on when we push it, but uh, yes, it will be in the closing stages by the time well, uh, then this it, comes out. It doesn't matter if we say who's winning now, because people are going to hear us in 24 hours. Okay, fine. No one's winning. Really? No, it's oh. a dead heat right now. Okay. Between right and Talbot. Indeed. Well done for reading my phone upside great, down. Great, great. So uh, with that in mind, it's time for us to talk about, well, 
So who are our best dressed work? Okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. Desh, Desh Prabhu. Prabhu. Great. I think this is the first time we've aligned in, in weeks. I think so. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, Desh Prabhu wins by default because yeah, I think... Yeah, beautiful long-sleeved blouse, kind of sheer or sleeves as well. Yeah, I think she was the most elegant, the most colorful. Yeah. And also I think we need to you know, really speak up for, you know... Uh, women of color, people of color, mm. you know, putting themselves out there and looking good. Mm-hmm. But I would say a special mention to Talbot because he did look very smart in <laughs> his uh, button down. Yeah. And of course, Jackson, you know, the uh, black uh, you know, turtleneck. turtleneck is always going to get you some. Yeah, special points. mention to Wright's uh, blouse as well. I always love a patterned blouse. Oh yeah, she looks very nice as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that um, if uh, they do come back, I hope that uh, Jong uh, takes off the uh, takes well takes I, off the fleece. I'm glad you said finish the sentence that way. Great. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't going to advocate <laughs> for you know uh, post watershed university challenge. <laughs> Although it's close to uh, the watershed uh, next week, mm-hmm. so uh, we shall see what happens. We shall see indeed. So if there's nothing else, maybe we can wrap this up. Oh, do we have to? <laughs> well, yeah, eventually. All right, fine. Well, since we're not a lot of fun anymore, I guess <laughs> you can talk to us online or on our socials. Yeah, we are on Twitter, as I got that one. We do fun polls from time to time and we retweet um, and live tweet the match. And you can even drop us an email at igtopodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. Any thoughts, comments, uh, considerations, criticisms, so mm-hmm. long as they're, you know, constructive and not just saying, you suck. <laughs> um, I well, think... that's how you know you've made it, though. But I'm not advocating that, people. Oh, yes. Once we get our hate mail, that's when we truly have made it. <laughs> and right. as always, if you are currently taking part, um, please do drop us a line. We'd love to hear from teams taking part about what they feel went well, maybe what they hope went a bit better. Yeah, especially if you're doing majors like intellectual history. I've not forgotten about automotive journalism. Indeed. So if you're out there, uh, we're waiting. (laughs) Indeed. But having said that, uh, it is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.